Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. Who is my audience? And my audience is maybe my ideal client or someone who's looking to buy or looking to sell. And then how can I just help them prepare and be better? I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised L.A., and I created We Are L.A. Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Welcome back to the We Are LA Tech podcast, spotlighting amazing LA Tech talent and people we have today from Studio City, Justine. Hello. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. So excited for you to be here. I'm excited too. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do in the tech world. So I am a real estate agent slash advisor and... I work with a brokerage called Compass, which is half technology, half real estate. They provide in-house technology for us to run our businesses. So they provide things like a built-in CRM to manage our clients, future clients, past clients, and our sphere of influence. They even have built-in marketing center, which is kind of like a Canva, which is very, very helpful for us since we... Not only are real estate agents client-facing, but we do our marketing, we do our searches for properties, all that jazz, all that mumbo-jumbo, but we have our own version of the MLS, which is the Multiple Listing Service, which provides listings and properties for sale and for lease in LA. So we have our own version of that that provides a search that's a lot easier for our clients to look through properties and create collections, which I kind of ex- I, I kind of talk about them like Facebook albums, where you can see a property, you can comment, you can like, you can request a tour. It makes our job so much easier to connect that way. That's one of my favorite tools, the collection tool. We also provide a lot of behind-the-scenes tools for making sure our business is growing. So there's a business tracker tool that is where we put all, we fill out our contracts. It's actually really amazing. I'm going to get a little nerdy, but they have a way for us to fill out the contracts that uh, helps auto-populate our clients' names, for example, and write in all the necessary things and a digital signature tool all in-house. We actually work with a company called Glide. Shout out to Glide because they changed everything. The way people used to fill out contracts was they would fill it out in a a program called Zip Forms, download it, send it to the client for review, have to go back, refill it out, download it, then upload it to send for signature. Glide streamlined that process. So it's within our Compass business tracker. So I can fill something out if there's an issue with it. I just edit it really quick. 
It's so much easier. It saves so much time. And being able to do that has streamlined my business completely. So that's a great tool behind the scenes. And then we have compliance. We have a bunch of other things all in our Compass profile. What I love this, you know, niche you you're genuinely a part of and then that you help be of service to, which is the creator space, you're a creator yourself. And also you're the real estate agent that creators rely on to find their housing, to find the right place to create their content. Tell me a little bit about that. Sure. Well, I'll take it back a little bit just so you know my history. So I studied television production in college and that's been my passion. I always thought I'd work in television and I did. I actually worked in TV for about six years after college And I loved being on set. I loved the collaboration, the teamwork to create something that not necessarily everyone's passionate about, but to be able to like see the, you know, the community excited to bring something to life. So I did that for a long time. I worked on a bunch of cool shows. I can get into that if you want to hear more about that. But I got to a point where I got really burnt out. And as much as I loved the environment and the excitement around it, it just it felt like it was taking a lot more energy from me than it was giving me. And right. I was trying to picture my life with that, and I couldn't. Um, and I realized that lifestyle was way more important mm. than uh, what I do or what people think is cool that I do. Um, and that, I realized, was so like such a big part of why I continue to do it. Like people would think it was cool that I worked on The Bachelor or, you know, the whatever TV show came out or whatever it is. But for me, I, it got to a point where I realized my – so my dad works in real estate, residential real estate. He's been in it for 36-plus years here in L.A., and he was always there. You know, he was – he picked me up from school when my mom was working. He showed up for my softball mm. games. You know, that that was something that I wanted to be able to do in the fu- in my future. Not that mm. I'm not there yet. I don't yeah. have any kids or anything, but – I wanted to set myself up for success. And so I decided to work with him in 2019 and and assist him. I had gotten my license as kind of planned. And anyway, long story short there, uh, I ended up working with him when COVID hit and it changed my life for the better. And I'm so happy I made that transition. And if you had asked me before, I would have said I never wanted to to do that Mm. just because I always, my dad did it. I wanted to do something else. I get it. Exciting and different. And um, so, yeah, it was, it was. A, a really nice change. And then what happened, I mean, being in LA, you realize you come across such interesting people. And I'm yeah. sure this, you, you understand this as well. You meet someone and something happens and it's just interesting. But one of my first clients was a creator. I met them because they were looking at leases in the, in the area. We had a lease listing where we represent the owner And, you know, we kind of talked about what they were looking for and they told me, you know, this wasn't quite it. And I said, listen, we can, I can talk to you more. I understand your business because I worked in that business, right? Right. Because, you know, they're on sets, they're on, you know, they have a boss or assistants and the clothes and the, you know, all the things. And the lighting. (laughs) The lighting. (laughs) I always think about the lighting. (laughs) And the cameras yeah. and the social media and stuff. So we really connected because I understood what they were dealing with. Yeah. And so from there, you know, I kind of realized it would be really great to work with people that 
I get what they do. And whether that's creators on YouTube or creators on television shows or movies, I work with writers. I've worked with a few writers. I've worked with a few people in the music business as well. I just understand like the hustle and grind of LA. And I've seen it my whole life. And with creators, I kind of have stumbled upon situations, but then one of them here is I worked with the other one and they're like, oh, I heard that you worked with this person. And it's just like a, it's a tight knit community. 100%. And I just love being able to help them, especially because most of them are not from here. They don't know the difference between Santa Monica and Silver Lake and Studio City, you know, whatever it may be. And I love people show, I I love showing people my, my city, um, and I have a big passion for Los Angeles because there's so much, like, there's so much to do. There's so many fun things to see. And um, I just love helping people find a place to just be and be happy and comfortable and safe. And so for me, uh, being able to do that for cr- the creator community is really, has been really fun. And it, yeah. This might sound vanilla and of course she does but you use your instagram to share the story of the different homes and to me that's not basic and vanilla and of course she does because we all know in our head that in this digital economy we should be creating storytelling content but we don't or we rely on canva templates and scheduling out posts that no one engages with. And here you are really emotionally connecting with people who follow you for a specific reason and sharing that story. And I think you do it really well. It makes me excited. Like I'm not excited about real estate or real estate agents or that's not my world. And your Instagram makes me excited about the homes that you represent. So nice. (laughs) What can you tell someone about you know, that branding aspect of their company and uh, their work. Yeah, I think I was behind the cameras for so long that I think actually being in front of cameras is like kind of a scary thing for me. But I do think that your audience, and I learned this through the creator community actually, like your audience is, they they want to learn or they want to be entertained. And so how can I, I've, I've kind of thought about how can I do both with my business? So first I started kind of with like a famous houses series because I guess it's exciting for some people to know where, you know, celebrities live and that kind of stuff. To me, maybe it's because I grew up here. It just hasn't been, that's just not something I care much about. No offense. And I'm happy for everyone with amazing houses, (laughs) but um, that's kind of why I leaned into like a famous houses way because I felt like that was like a cool twist on not focusing on someone's like life and privacy of their home, but instead on a house from the Brady Bunch or from Boy Meets World or, you know, those kinds of things, which were exciting to me. I mean, even here in Bioscience LA, where we're recording this, they shot the Matthew McConaughey movie, Lincoln Lawyer. Lincoln Lawyer. Yeah, Yeah. the Lincoln Lawyer. It is really cool. Yeah. So I, and because I worked in TV, like this stuff is fun for me. Like I love, I got, I went and filmed uh, a little video at Doc Brown from Back to the Futures. uh, So cool. Like it's a, it's a museum in Pasadena, but um, like to me, that's exciting. So I kind of started there and then I realized like a lot of people just don't know anything about real estate and 
it's it's a great investment if you have the money and you have an understanding of how it can help you. And I was someone who, my dad was a real estate agent and I understood like what he did. But beyond that, I didn't understand much else. Right. And so I've been kind of transitioning to being more helpful with with what I can give uh, to people to learn and to understand better so that, A, I don't want anyone to be put in a situation where they're taken advantage of. Um, and especially with creators. Like I feel like there are, unfortunately, some agents who are not super ethical or don't do things quite the right way and can be taken advantage of yeah. because they have money and they don't know what, you know, or might not know how to handle it. Um and so for me, it's just like, how can I help people be successful and reach those goals? And even if I don't work with them directly, I would love to just help people understand better and make better decisions for themselves. So even I think today or yesterday, I posted just like a video of like what to what questions I ask my clients when we're walking through a house to help them save money on uh, air conditioning and heating or stairs or, you know, things that could affect their mental, physical health. And then beyond that, their, you know, their big financial decision. So just trying to put out more helpful tools and tricks that help people. Who is my audience? And my audience is maybe my ideal client or someone who's looking to buy or looking to sell. And then how can I just help them prepare and be better? I think information, knowledge is power, right? So how can I be of service in the bigger scope of things. We have such a variety of people listening from engineers, founders, investors, product designers. I mean, just the gamut of people. And a lot of people, let's take a product designer, may feel like, well, what am I what am I gonna share on my I sit at a computer for eight hours a day and how is that interesting? Which you know inspires me to ask the question, what story are you telling with the intent of Maybe everyone listening, if if they're kind of stuck on like, why am I interesting? It's more about finding the story that we're telling, right? Yeah, I think. So what story are you telling? Yeah, that's an interesting like way to put it. I kind of look at it like the story of my life and my growth. Um, I'm not perfect and I'm learning and growing every day. And that's something I really want to do for myself. Yeah, it's interesting. I think we're so there's there's so many levels to each of us as people that it's okay to share some things that are not so exciting, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like not everything needs to be a hit or a viral thing or, you know, it can just be what you want it to be. I actually I like scrolling back on my own Instagram to look at my the history of Justine. You know? Yeah. So even like my first couple of famous house videos, I was like, what am I doing? You know, now right. that I know more and I know better. But and I love to travel, for example. So like scrolling back and being like, oh, I remember for me, it's almost like a memory book. And it's great if people can connect um, and find something helpful on my, you know, on my Instagram or on whatever I'm sharing. But uh, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of doing it a little bit for myself. And uh, I don't really have a plan, which maybe I right. could. I could. Uh, but I think for each person, like we all have a story to tell and someone's going to connect and someone's going to find it interesting and want to know more and want to follow. Um, I think that's why they made the follow button, you know. It's like, 
the excitement of like, what are these people up to? And I love, I love watching people thrive. I think, um, especially like my friends, it's like watching them grow. I have a friend who's been a beauty blogger for like 10 years. She started before like a creator was even a thing. And I love her content. It's about makeup and I I barely wear makeup. It's not really my thing, but I love watching her go through her process. Her journey. And I think that's beautiful to be able to watch people do that. So even if you're a product designer and like you think what you do might be boring to people, how can you make it fun and exciting? Or how can you just share Share your story? Yeah, share something that someone will connect with. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like we live in such a a fame hungry culture. And I know for myself, I don't know for you, but I, I, I feel like a gut instinct. I know the answer. Like I don't desire to be famous. I may be a podcaster. I may have influence with the, you know, speaking engagements I've done, et cetera. I don't desire fame. I'm not looking for, you know, our YouTube peers. They have millions of people that would love to like find out where they live and like yeah. <laughs> and like <laughs> invade their houses. I'm like, please don't ever let that happen to me. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Um, and I think it's important to remember that being on social media doesn't equate to I need to be famous. Yeah, you don't desire fame too, right? That's not correct. Yeah, okay. I. I mean, I grew up in LA. I grew up with a lot of child actors. Yeah, uh, some turned adult actors yeah. as well, like professional, yeah. amazing people. And I witnessed yep. a lot of yeah. Kind of, can you imagine walking down the street and someone just screaming at you? Yeah, I just yeah. Like it's 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 scary and. I think, you know, I think it's cool that we recognize people and, like, think that means that we can stalk that. Or, or yeah. Like, you know, I, I guess that's a very, like, cool thing. But at the same time, everyone's just a person. Yes. And so, grow, yes. especially growing up in L.A., I would go to dinner and I'd see someone that I recognize from my favorite TV show. Yeah. Am I going to go up to their table at dinner and, like, yeah. what am I – it? it they're people. They're humans. Yeah. They're with their family. Yeah. Who am I? I think it's okay to to stop, like, to take a beat and say, like, just wanted to let you know I'm such a, you know, I really love your work yeah. or I love what you do. But beyond that, what is that going to do? Because people just want to connect and they want to feel accepted for who they are. Right. And just because they play a character on a show, it, it doesn't mean that they are that person. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm very fascinated with people who want to be famous and and that kind of thing. I think for me it's more important that I'm known to the people I know. Yes. As someone who's helpful and is someone they can trust. Same and, I, and respected in and, our industries. Exactly. Yeah. And so when we're talking about at least when you and I are talking about, you know, digital communications and uh, you know how to brand ourselves online, we're not talking about becoming famous we're not talking about getting the viral video or or giving up our lives to be a slave to an algorithm right we're just talking about how do we authentically and enjoyably share our journey so that people know how we can best serve them 
I think about this a lot with We Are LA Tech, with women in tech, with my personal brand. My personal brand is about being a podcaster, women in tech. You know, for a long time, I thought it was about championing women. And of course it is, but that's not very specific. So, you know, internally, the team's been talking a lot about like, okay, are we getting women jobs? Like, are we accelerating their careers? What exactly are we doing for women other than just cheerleading them? And so does that mean our social has more job opportunities? Like, what does it how do we digitally communicate how we're serving people? Yeah. Um, we are LA Tech. Yeah, again, championing the LA Tech community. Been doing that for years. And what does that really mean, though? Does it mean people are raising money? Does it mean people are meeting one another at events? Like, what does that mean? And so we decided as a team that means events. Yeah. So why are we posting quotes? <laughs> yeah. You know, so – you know, I've been doing a complete audit on how we're digitally communicating across the board and to understand what story we want to tell, what story best serves others. Like, how do we not just be digital noise, but how do we actually be digital value? Absolutely. And I yeah. think if you can find a way to connect people, even if you think they have really nothing to share with one another, you'd be surprised how your connections change people's lives and Mm -hmm. so to create the communities that you've created has I guarantee it has changed people's lives and people that move here or don't know anyone this is uh this is how they plug in yeah this is how they plug in and our lives are just puzzles that we're trying to put together right so you know we're part of people's journeys in some way and whether that's finding community or finding a home or yeah you know whatever it may be it's we're part of their journey and how can we serve them to help yeah. their lives be better? So like Justine posting about the houses and utilizing the technology that's built internally at Compass in order to serve me and whoever else is looking for that solution of knowing what home is right for them in Los Angeles, that is of service. So the more that she shares her journey the more that it's helping me save time, get a feeling of something, not need to like Google things. I could just like look something up on on her Instagram and be like, okay, this is this kind of neighborhood or these are my living room options or, you know, whatever it may be. I think it also gives people an understanding of like price values in living in LA. Like, do you want to know what a two bed, two bath, uh, like, apartment for leases in studio city i can tell you and here's a video showing you the unit yeah and the price point yeah and some people might say wow that is crazy i had no idea those are the prices and some people are like oh what a steal because it's it's showing in in real time what i'm dealing with in the market when people don't need to know but it's good for them to pay attention because if that's something they want then they have an understanding of what it looks like in different areas. So I try to share that as much as I can. So we have so many people that move to L.A. for tech, and they're like, I don't know where to live. I mean, I always suggest getting an Airbnb in all the different neighborhoods for a couple weeks. Yeah, try it all the different neighborhoods. What in the world should people do when they move (laughs) here to figure out where to live? And how much does it cost? Is there an area that's more cost-effective than other areas? Yeah, I mean, it's – not straightforward at all because LA is huge. When people say LA, they're saying Los Angeles County. So I'm going to kind of split it up. I'm going to, I'm going to split it up into five areas, like general areas. So most people, especially in tech tech want to start, I would 
assume kind of on the west side. West side being Santa Monica, Venice, Manhattan Beach. It's a very tech heavy kind of community. That's going to be more expensive because it's on it's by the ocean and it's going to be a little bit more dense in population. I'd say it's a great place to first move if you have the money because you will meet a lot of people and it will be a good kind of place to start if you want to be by LAX and you travel a lot or if to have a community. I think you'll, you'll find community there in a really specific way. Then there's kind of like the central part of LA, which is kind of, is like a is West Hollywood, Mid Wilshire, yeah, Mid Wilshire, Beverly Hills. It's kind of really in in the middle of what encompasses LA. That's going to be a little bit more fun, I, I'd say, and more central. So if you don't know where you're going to be going, it's a, kind of a safe choice. If you're going to need to drive to the valley, it's 20 minutes. To the west side, it's 20 to 30 minutes. East side, it's 20. It's just central. And it allows you to not to really find your place in L.A. Then we'll go up to kind of the valley. The valley is going to be probably the most affordable for the amount of space and amenities you would get. So places like, I would say, from... Woodland Hills, uh, uh, east towards Toluca Lake in the valley are really desirable. You can find affordable housing, nice places, outdoor space, a bit more suburban, but there's still a lot going on there. That's where North Hollywood is as well. Oh, North Hollywood. A lot of people are going there lately. Yeah. North Hollywood is a very creative space. It's, it has its own arts district as well, but you'll find a lot of tech people there because uh, the combination of art and tech. So that's a good area as well, North Hollywood. And it's it's going to be probably the most affordable out of anything I will Do you mention. consider North Hollywood Studio City? It's, no. It's the same thing. It's North, the same? North Hollywood was actually basically most of the valley until – maybe 25 years ago. Then they started breaking it up. Studio City is called Studio City because there's a bunch of film studios. Yeah. And then it it broke up a little bit more. So Studio City, Toluca Lake, Valley Village. But where I live is technically Studio City, but it's North Hollywood. Got it. Yeah. I like how I'm local and I didn't know that. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Yeah. North Hollywood is a really affordable place to start. But if you're ever going to need to work or be in Santa Monica, Venice, uh, it will take you five hours to it's, get there. <laughs> no. It's a bit far. But if you work from home, honestly, it's it's great. Good good bang for your buck, for sure. Yeah. And you can find some newer. And uh, tons builds. of eateries. The Okay, first of all, the food everywhere in LA is amazing. But in North Hollywood, you're going to find a lot of amazing fusion foods. Not so expensive. Versus like Santa Monica, you're spending an arm and a leg every time you go out. So depending on your lifestyle as well, these areas are all all a bit different. And you will need a car. Just had to say that. A (laughs) hundred percent. Another area that you can consider is I I would just call kind of the east side. I'm totally generalizing these because they are huge areas. But east side, I would say, is, is from kind of East Hollywood, Los Feliz. I say it. The right way, the Spanish way. Uh, <laughs> Silver Lake, all the way down to downtown. That's going to be your kind of, I call, I say like kind of artsy fartsy people. Uh, a little different than North Hollywood, but. Music, musicians. It's like musicians. 
I would say actors too, yeah. like very indie, cool coffee shops, cool vibes, kind of near like Dodger Stadium too. But all the way down, yeah, to downtown. It's just a very, downtown's more city, but east side is like old Hollywood, I like to say. Very charming, very cute. You can definitely find like a one or two bedroom house for kind of a decent price. Yeah. But yeah, I love that area as well. And then lastly, I would say kind of where we are now, which is Culver City, Century City area. It's a little bit bougie in the, in Century City especially, but extremely central. So easy to get places. You're just a little bit more south. So if you're trying to get to the valley, it's a little bit challenging. But I'd say those are the five places. I don't, I, I'd say f- you'd have to really look at what's best for you as, even as a real estate agent, I never tell anyone where to live. It's completely up to the person and what they're looking for. So each place really has their own community uh, and and different kind of perks, pros and cons. I'd say expenses are just a little bit more on the west side and then kind of everywhere and probably the Culver City, Century City area because it kind of bleeds into Beverly Hills. But Do you agree with the Airbnb thing? I think the Airbnb idea is actually really cool if you wanted to kind of figure out what areas you like the most. Do you think a week is enough? Yes. I do think a lot of people move to LA and are used to walking everywhere. Oh, yeah, no. And you cannot well, do that. Well, in Santa Monica. Yeah, in Santa Monica and like Like Venice, Montana would be a good yeah. street to walk around. Oh, you left out South Bay. South Bay. It's because it's a bubble. <laughs> yeah, South Bay is very. This is like Redondo, Hermosa, yeah, Manhattan Beach. Yeah, it's not quite Beach. LA County anymore, but it is, those are really nice areas too, I'd say. But you are in a bubble on an island away from everything. Yeah, it feels very separated, I think, from the rest of LA. Yeah. So that's that's yeah. why. And of course, there's Ventura, Malibu. Again, you are far out isolating. away. Yeah. Definitely isolating, but beautiful. I, it's but Topanga, South Bay, I would even talk about Topanga Canyon is stunning. Oh, 100%. But. It's amazing. But you're not about to walk around Topanga. <laughs> like Manhattan and Hermosa is a great place for walking around. Yeah. It's. I feel like South Bay is a great starter family. Yeah. I would say you move there when you're settling down. Yeah. I guess the valley, you could argue people do that as well. Yeah, same. But I do think By the way, no one moves to the valley. Do not move to the valley. What? I love the valley. <laughs> I live in the valley. No, Studio City is not the valley. Yes, it is. Okay, no, I'm talking about Calabasas, Woodland oh. Hills, like that. That's like the Sherman West. Oak. Sherman Oaks isn't even the valley. Just don't move to Sherman Oaks. People do that. Why? They move to Sherman Oaks to save money. No, just don't. No. Sherman Oaks is central. If you just need move to Studio good. City if you're going to move <laughs> that way. I was, yeah. Studio City is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Studio Sherman City Oaks is, is like a, a fake area. Cool. No, <laughs> Sherman Oaks is cool. Don't hate on Sherman Oaks. It's that you can hop on the uh, every freeway, the 101, the 405. If I mean, you it get is all true. LA. If you want to access a freeway, move to Sherman <laughs> yeah, Oaks. Yeah. If you want to be closer, you want to get out of, if you want a fast escape route from Sherman Oaks. <laughs> yeah. I think it, it really depends what you want. And if you have any questions, you can always reach out to me. I'm happy to. How can people connect with you? So you can connect with me on Instagram. I'm pretty responsive on there at Justine Lieberman. Feel free to DM me, comment on my stuff. If you have any questions, I'm happy. My number's on there, honestly, my email. I'm so happy to chat with you about LA living, things to do, places to go, and even help you with a lease or a sale. And it's linked in the show notes, so you could easily click it there too. 
What restaurant do you recommend? What's a must-go-to restaurant in any area of L.A.? My favorite is – it's a little bit of a, I guess, L.A. local chain, but a fancy chain. It's called Kazunori. It's a hand oh, roll the sushi hand roll. bar. Have you love. been? I go in Santa Monica. It's I love so that place. Good. And it's not that expensive. It's, it's like 25 bucks or something. Or, or like five, yeah. five hand rolls. It is my favorite. Uh, the chef is the same chef as Sugarfish. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. So it is incredible. It's an experience. And I love the flow. You literally are sitting around a bar mm-hmm. and – you pick what rolls you want, and they deliver them one at a time, and they kind of go around and make them for each person. Uh, they're great with gluten allergies, in case anyone has those. Yeah. And the fish is fresh and, like, cold, and the yeah. rice is warm. And so that combination, it, like, melts in your mouth. Yeah. I haven't had it for, like, three months, and so I'm, like, drooling a little bit. I feel uh, like I'm, like, should we have that tonight? But I don't think it's close by us. Yeah, no. I wish I could, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, Kazunori is a must restaurant for yeah, sure. I second that. Yeah, yeah, good one. Hike, hike or activity? Hike. My favorite hike is the Wisdom Tree hike. Uh, Have you done it? We did it together. Isn't that the one Creator Now all went? Did you go that day? No, I didn't go. Oh, I it went was with Creator. I feel like like near the, kind of you can see the Hollywood sign. I don't remember anymore. Mm. Maybe it's, I'm wrong. Yeah, it's kind of like a hidden trailhead. You have to go up a dead end street, so you park kind of by the bottom, and then go up the, walk up the dead end street, street, and then the trail starts there. Mm. You can actually hike that Wisdom Tree hike all along the mountain where the Hollywood sign is, and you can go all the way to behind the Hollywood sign to the Griffith Observatory. It's all connected. But that hike at sunset or at sunrise, if you're yeah, one yeah, of those yeah. people, it is just stunning. You can see all the way to the ocean. You can see downtown. You can see all through the valley. You can see Universal Studios, which was like I, – I was so lucky I got to work there but uh, at one point in my life. But I just love Universal Hogwarts Castle, you can see. So it's really – and it's like an it's like an hour up, 45 down, uh, and it's, it's challenging. Like yeah. it's big steps, which I love. If you want a more leisurely hike, my – Life favorite one is Fryman Canyon. Oh, yeah. I go there sometimes. Yeah. My therapy's in Studio City, so sometimes I'll go to Fryman Canyon beforehand. And yeah, take it's a just hike. an yeah. easy hike. And one time someone saw Harry Styles there, so that's what I'm trying Actually? to Actually? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that, how long ago? Uh, a few years ago. Wow. Yeah. So since that's then, I was crazy. like, you know what? If, if he hikes Fryman Canyon, no, but I've, I've hiked there my whole life because it's the closest. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. Um, who is an L.A. tech company or person who comes to mind who's really impressed you? I've been very involved the last couple of years. It's how we met through a program called Creator Now, which yes. I actually explain it to people like college for people who want to be creators. So obviously the world's changed a bit and not a lot of Gen Zs or you know people are going to college because they're pursuing things that don't really need that degree. I kind of say Creator Now is like the equivalent of college and it can help you grow and it's a community. They have great people on there in the creator space involved in showing you how to edit, how to storytell. Colin and Samir like are involved. It's just- Hayden Hillier-Smith. Yeah. It's really amazing. And so uh, Zach and Kate who are kind of 
heads of that are, they're just doing a really amazing job. I think it's something really cool and having that option that didn't exist for me, you know? Mm -mm. So I just think it's a really smart idea and a great kind of cool tech creator. Definitely. Creatornow.com. And they have a ton of meetups in LA. So if you're part of the community, then you get to go on these cool hikes. I went on one of my most amazing hikes with Did you them. go on that one? The one that had, I feel like, did they have a, yeah, a like a Canyon DJ. One. They had a DJ and we saw go. like the sunrise and like it was crazy. That's so fun. I have yeah. to go on the next one. Yeah. For sure. And I think, oh, and we had a silent DJ as well going up, I feel like. I can't remember. Oh. It was just, I don't remember. Maybe I'm combining the different hikes that they've had. But And then they had this other one at the studio in LA, they had like a whole um, Sky Cowens. Is yes, that how you Sky say Cowan. it? She's a YouTuber and she did a uh, facilitated a, a workshop. Work? Was that the breathwork one? Yeah, yeah. She's so cool. I She's love her so stuff. She's so cool. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to Sky. Speaking <laughs> of impressive people. Thank you so much for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech podcast. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Of course. To connect and collaborate with more amazing people in the LA Tech community, remember to go to wearelatech.com slash community. That's wearelatech.com slash community. Say hello on social at We Are LA Tech on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you talk to you all the things in the next episode. Bye. Hi, this is Justine Lieberman from Team Lieberman of Compass, where we work with you to help you find your home in Los Angeles, based in Studio City. And you're listening to We Are LA Tech. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, with help from Janice Geronimo, edited by Corey Jennings, production and voiceover by Adam Carroll, music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.